<laughs> How you doing out there? We've got a real interesting show. It's a strange show today. A lot has happened last week. So much has happened. And, you know, I live my life in this celebrity world. I've teached so many people who are in politics, the legal system, the justice system, and so on. Did I say who I am? My name is Noah Michael Smith, and I'm here with this beautiful show and you're listening to Lofu Fitness Lifestyle Podcast where we cover all things to do with Lofu Fitness Lifestyle and as I said last week was one serious peculiar week but I want to start there's some ups and downs but I want to start on a real happy note where we ended the week with a great workout yeah we completed Super Sunday and Wow. You know, a lot of the choreography I did on Super Sunday, Sunday Gone, was stuff I've had in the bag for a while, but I've not been able to put them in the classes. You know, when you teach a class, you got to teach to the people, right? you got to make sure that everyone in the class is able to get what you're trying to teach them. And I've said this time and time again to people that when I'm teaching, I get to my class early and I sit down in a corner and I pray that they have understanding in what I'm trying to teach them. When I'm teaching, I can't go in a class and frame all this flamboyant stuff. I had a teacher and she came and with her notes and she was reading from her notes while she was teaching. That's not acceptable because you'll get to the class and there'll be something different and you want to make it, you want to make that change. The whole workout's got to be in your head and it's got to be adaptable. There's also a workout that I dislike so much. It's called Comeback. And they have a choreographed structured workout and it is structured from end to end down to the music. Everything they do to the music is timed. Now, when you have a workout like that, and you know what? They're pretty, in our fairness, they're a pretty popular workout. But how do you get your students learning anything if that's how you're teaching. You're in a class, right? And some people are struggling with a technique, a move, an exercise. You have to stretch it out. What that means, stretching it out, you have to do it longer than you may anticipate it, doing it when you went into the class to start your workout. So when I choreograph, I make sure I choreograph and my choreography is adaptable. And nine times out of ten, I cannot put in all the moves I would like to put in in my workout class. I like to get really flamboyant and get deep into some serious choreography and punches and kicks. And there's so many different combinations I can use, but I do not. Because if you do that, you alienate the class and that's not what people come to the class for. You'll be teaching for yourself and... If you want to teach for yourself, go in your bedroom, your lounge, whatever, and just work out on your own in front of the mirror. But I love teaching people and I love bringing people the skills and all the knowledge I have in my head. Turn it over to you all so you can benefit from that. Yeah? <laughs> it's all good. Now, 2015 was a heck of a year for these two ladies. Ronda Rousey. And Holly Holmes. Maybe more for Holly Holmes than Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey has some great years. They both had great years. But let me tell you about these two girls. And I am a fan of mainly Holly Holmes. Because she's really beautiful. Ronda Rousey ain't so bad herself. But Ronda Rousey's got an attitude. Or she had an attitude. 
I'm going to start off with this and I'm going to get dark. And you may not like where I'm going, but stay with it, right? I want you to stay with it. Now, Ronda Rousey is a, a mixed martial arts fighter. Her background is mainly judo and jiu-jitsu. This serves her well when you're doing mixed martial arts because you're taking people to the floor and you're bending them up and you get them to submit and tap out of the position that you've held them in. You know, grappling. More grappling, that's what she is down for. But when you do mixed martial arts, you've got to learn all of it. You've got to learn the grappling side and you've got to learn the standing up, punching and kicking side of things. And some fighters favor more than the other. Right. So Ronda Rousey, she's a real amazing martial artist. She has won and was undefeated. I don't know if she's ever been defeated. Well, up until what I'm going to say. But she was undefeated for 13 fights. Now, in mixed martial arts, that is some going. These guys aren't fighting every day. 13 bouts, undefeated, and defending a UFC championship a record five times, man. That is something going, yeah, until she met <laughs> a nemesis, Holly Holmes. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Holly Holmes. Holly Holmes is a real beautiful lady. I say this because a lot of people don't combine beauty with fighting as far as women's concerned, but I totally disagree with that. Anyway, Holly Holmes was world boxing champion and defended her title a staggering record 18 times. Up to this day, she's unbeaten in female boxing. She grew up doing the type of kickboxing that I've been doing, points and light continuous. And then she went into full contact kickboxing and cleaned up, won everything there. And then she went into boxing. And boxing made more sense. It makes always makes more sense because there's more money in boxing if you want to have a career in fighting. Ultimately, I believe that you do need to go to boxing. Unfortunate for a lot of kickers, but that is the way it is. And you have to look after your family, right? As I said before, you have to feed your family and feed yourself and find somewhere to live, put a roof over your head and all that stuff. So it's important that you find a sport that you're good at and you find the best way to make a living out of it. That's how it works. So Holly Holmes and Ronda Rousey. Why am I talking about this stuff here? These two girls, the 15th of November, 2015, there was an epic battle between those two. <laughs> Ronda Rousey, undefeated UFC champion, Holly Holmes coming in, believe it or not, to the NFC for the first time. Now she's done all she can do in boxing, and now she wants to take on the world NFC champion. Now she wants to take on a world mixed martial arts champion. And Ronda Rousey was pretty ugly, ugly in her attitude. You know, she is a nice-looking girl, but the way she was carrying on pre-fight, it was pretty appalling, really. She had no respect for Holly Holmes. This is always a bad thing to do. The Bible told you this, yeah, David and Goliath, the rabbit and the hare story. These are stories that have gone down in history. Not saying that Holly Holmes was the rabbit, was the, um, would I say, the rabbit and the hare? <laughs> Remember the tortoise and the hare story? That's what I meant to say. Tortoise and hare story. Not saying that Holly Holmes is the tortoise, but Ronda Rousey was the top dog. She was a person that was tipped to win. No one gave Holly Holmes the time of day. Now, I always liked Holly Holmes. I think she's fast. I think she's smart. And you know, the key thing here is smart. And I had my money down on Holly Holmes. And I don't gamble. 
So I didn't literally put any money down. But if I was a gambling man, I would have come out good. Because Holly Holmes ripped Ronda Rousey apart. I have never seen such a demolition job done on such a good fighter. Ronda Rousey is a great fighter. I don't mean great in the cheapest sense of the word. I mean, she is an amazing fighter, man. She is prolific. She blows away everybody. Holly Holmes went in and ripped that girl apart. You've got to think about this now. And she did it standing up. This is the thing. If you don't know anything about mixed martial arts, quite a few fighters take their opponents to the floor and jiu-jitsu them out. What that means is that they grapple them out. They get them in a position where they have to tap out. A lot of kickboxers cannot cope with that when they get taken to the floor. This girl, Holly Holmes, she was a kickboxer, converted to boxing, converted to UFC. i got to say, you can see how excited I am about this fight. I have still been buzzing about this fight. Unfortunately, she took her eye off the target and lost the fight after that, which is another story I won't go into. But I want to talk about these two girls for a moment. They both probably had a dream when they did this, that they wanted to be champions in their field. And being in the States, the States is a great place to be if you have those aspirations because those aspirations could take you further, more so than the UK. They both became movie stars. Holly Holmes appearing in a film called Fight Valley and Ronda Rousey appearing in The Fast and the Furious. Remember in that one? I think it was seven or eight. She appeared in that as the... Um, the, she was fighting in a hotel room. She was fighting, um, what's the guy's name? The Rock. She was fighting The Rock in that film. So anyway, those girls went on from being great fighters to great actresses. And they both looked pretty stunning and beautiful in those movies. Could you imagine being the parent of these girls? You would just sleep easy, right? You know they're going to be okay. And I want to mention another guy who's closer to home, Dave Ryan. <laughs> the Dave Ryan himself. I knew about Dave Ryan because I was training with a friend of mine, Carl Adam Ketchell, who now teaches Lofu Fitness in the Philippines. Was in Dubai, now he's in the Philippines doing his thing. And I said to him, I was going to this competition uh, run by a guy called Dave Ryan. And he said, what? Yeah, Dave Ryan. Tell him hi for me. I said, you know him? He said, yeah. We used to train together. We used to fight together. We used to travel all over Europe. I think it was a Taekwondo national fighting squad. I'm not sure about that, but I'm just paraphrasing here. They used to travel around and kick butt. So I met Dave Ryan, and over a period of years, I've done his competitions. I've taken my students to his competitions, and I've grown to know him as a friend. He has become a friend of mine. We don't see each other so much, but when we do see each other, we embrace, say hi, and catch up on family stuff and all that. And his wife is lovely as well. Really nice family. reason why I'm mentioning Dave is because he has three girls. He may have more. I don't know, Dave. He may have more. But I've seen the three girls and I've seen them fight. And yeah, Dave Ryan is a martial artist, as I've said before. And his girls are amazing fighters. And I'm not saying this in the cheapest sense of the word. They are so amazing, beautiful to watch. Everything they touch, they win. And they don't just grind out a win. You know, I am more of a flared kind of guy myself when I fight. And I like to see flair fighting. And that means fighting with finesse and grace and using all the techniques in your repertoire. It's a kind of 
Marvin Hagler, Sugar Ray Leonard. I sit more on the Sugar Ray Leonard side of things. The grace, the thinking man's game, rather than going in all guns blazing or steam ahead. When I see his girls fight, for me, I want to pull up a chair and watch. It's poetical. I've always been a lover of the sweep. And years ago, they stopped doing the sacrificial sweep in competitions, which is where you throw yourself on the floor and take the person's legs away. And they banned that. But Dave has brought something into the tournament, into the competitions, that I think is amazing. He's taught his girls how to get underneath a kick and sweep without putting your hands on the floor, both front sweep and back sweep. I think that's an amazing tool. And they are so quick also. I can talk about these girls all day. I really enjoy watching them. And they're tough as well. Now, I've told you about my children. I've got three girls. I've got an older girl, she's 24, be 25 this year. And I'm happy that she's well accomplished in the martial arts and won tournaments all over the place. Dave, Ryan, like myself... We can both sleep easy, not just Dave Ryan and myself, a whole handful, hundreds of martial artists all over the world that have children. We can all sleep easy because we know we've given our children the greatest gift you can give your child, the ability to protect themselves. Yeah, you always worry about your children, right? But I'm saying our anxiety and our worry is way less than you all out there. This is going to bring me to something now. Oh, yeah, before I go on to this next sector, I want to say Dave Ryan runs competitions all over the UK. He has a huge competition he runs at the beginning of the year. Hey, is this a competition any time now? Has it gone? Is it coming up? I've got to check that. Anyway, I'm going to bring you to this whole thing and why I'm talking about these powerful girls. And yeah, they're powerful girls, all right. I was disturbed last week, <laughs> totally. On the 23rd, January, an event occurred. It was a charity event. And this event has got a lot of airing. Bad press, terrible press, shocking press. You know, charity events make money for charity and the cause is always good. You know, when people say, give me the money for a good cause, does the mean justify the end? You know, I've always been against that. I'm an Afro-Caribbean man. And my people were brought to the West Indies against their will through persecution. So no, the mean doesn't justify the end. Because if the mean doesn't matter, then the middle bit doesn't matter. Whatever happens in the middle is good because at the end, everyone's getting what they want. The mean is important for so many different reasons, right? Whether you're using the angle of persecution or not. Now, I'm going to bring you to this incident I'm talking about on the 23rd of January 2018. What a way to start the year, eh? Now, there was a charity event that's had a lot of press, and it's been chilling news in the UK here. Let me tell you about this charity event, how I understand it, because I've read a lot on this. Here is my take on it. I've got to add, I knew about this event before it was publicised, because... There, are, there is um, a lady I know, in fact, one of the ladies I know that ran it, run the event, and another lady I know, um, I teach now and again, and she went to that event also. So there were, there were ladies in this, but, but let, me, let me wind back a bit because I'm racing ahead of myself. This charity event was an all-male event, no women there, although I just mentioned two women, but I'll come back to that. The women that were there were working there. I'm paraphrasing here, yeah, it's what I read. 
allegedly are meant to have put on skimpy clothes, not leaving a lot to the imagination. They were waitressing and parading around and apparently there were rooms as well for the women to go in. I know this is a family show, but I'll try and keep everything a little bit discreet here. If you're listening to this with your family and children, or if you're a teenager, a young teenager, I should say, listening to this, I've got to be careful of what I say. But there were rooms where the women and the men could go into and they can go to bed, you know, let's say that. This was a charity event and the women were being paid to do what they were doing and I guess they would get a bonus for doing anything other than what they were paid to do. The charity made a lot of money. I don't know what, but it's in the thousands. There were lots of celebrities there. There was a guy getting a lot of stick because he hosted the event and it's the comedian, if you watch Britain's Got Talent, it's the comedian guy on the left-hand side as you look at the screen. There's only two guys anyway, Simon Cow and the other guy. And it was the other guy. And Simon Cow, in fact, was there as well, from what I heard. So this black tie event, did I mention it was a black tie event? Yeah, it was a black tie event. And there was allegedly men grabbing hold of the girl's bits and pieces while they were going by. And from what I was told, it was like the Roman Empire. <laughs> that description yeah i'll tell you what man if you know anything about your history that's all you need to know man it just was like the roman empire but here's my thing right i'm not making light fun of this because from what people were saying this was pretty serious but i want to tackle this from another angle because you've heard all about the men have done this and the men have done that and i'm not defending the men right let me get that straight because i got three daughters. And any one of those do stuff to my daughters, man, i got to go to prison. Because what I would do won't be legal what I would do to that guy. Anyway, let's tackle this from another angle. I want to tackle this from the girls who were there. That was having the alleged exploitation done to them. Now, you've got to question a woman or a girl who is in a place like that in the first place. And what was the job description? That's what we've got to find out. There's a lot of questions I've got to ask, and these are all questions I cannot answer. I've always said to my daughter, my older daughter, and I'll say this to my younger daughters, don't do anything you don't want to do. If someone asks you to do something and you don't think it's right, you don't want to do it, don't do it. This is why I train my girls in the art of martial arts. So they have a say. They've got their own consciousness. You can't control someone else's mind, right? And I'll touch on that later. You could only control what you can control. So if there was an issue and they were made to wear something, they should have left. Or any girl that didn't feel comfortable should have walked out the door. I heard they were made to sign a disclaimer that they cannot say anything about this, but there was nothing said about them not being able to leave. If you lock in a group of girls and force them to stay there, that's against the law. Apparently, no laws were being broken. So the girls had the right to leave. They could have left that, but they didn't. They chose to stay and carry on doing what they were doing. Now, there's two reasons I could think of for that. Number one, they've done it before and they're that way inclined and they enjoy doing what they're doing. And if they didn't enjoy what they're doing, they were doing it just for the money. The money must have been that good that they choose to stay. I know it's difficult out there. We all feel in a pinch, particularly in the UK. Pinch means you're, we're all feeling the squeeze. There's very little money around. And people have got to pay their mortgage, their rent, 
and what have you. And if you get a job, you've got to hold on to it. And it may have been, the money may have been that good, they couldn't refuse it. But they still have a choice, yeah? The press is making out that these girls were Oxford and Cambridge Harvard graduates, financial analysts in the city, and they're just doing this on the side to earn a little bit of cash here and there. No, it wasn't that type of woman, because from what I understand, they were dressed in clothes that was very much provocative anyway to walk on the street, you know, really high dresses, and I heard that some of them looked like hookers. Look, hooker or whatever you are into, I haven't got a problem with that, and no one else should have a problem with that, you know? you People do what they want to do in life if they want to do it. But I'm talking about free will here. Unless you're not ill, you haven't got some mental disorder, and you have free will to do what you want to do, you've got your own consciousness, your own mind, then you have the decision. You have the choice. You can get up and walk out. What is stopping anyone from getting up and walking out? I want to know that. Please answer that question. Someone tell me that. If you get up and walk out and you don't get paid, tough. You don't get paid. You can leave. And that's what I would have said to my daughter. You can leave. I've taught you to walk away from stuff like that. If you went there and you thought it was one job and it ended up being something else, get up and go. Look, you young girls out there, if you're listening to this podcast or if you're a guy and you've got a sister or you're, you've got a girlfriend or just female friends, yeah? I want you to ask them or ask yourself this question. Are you going to go somewhere and wear skimpy clothes to delight men? Because if you're going to do that, then by nature, people want more of a fix. Well, how do drug addicts get onto heavy drugs, right? They start with smoking cigarettes. And then they go on to weed. And then they go on to coke. And then they might go into heroin. They might go into something else, something else. You always want a, more of a fix. Why do people get drunk? They start drinking at the beginning of the day. They feel a little tipsy. They want more. Yeah, they want to feel that tipsiness again. It's escapism. Before you know it, they're legless. They don't know where they are. They're spewing up all over the streets and so on. Right? It's human nature to want to do the thing more, to want more of this thing. Adrenaline junkie. If you're somebody who likes to go fast in vehicles, whether it be a plane or you're on skis or whatever it may be, you want to get more of a buzz. You just want more and more of that. I used to ride a motorbike. I still am a biker. I still class myself as a biker, although I don't have a bike because I haven't given up on that yet. I love doing it. Then when I started riding my bike, I bought my first bike and I bought it from Manchester. A friend of mine looked up a bike for me, bought it in Manchester. Vehicles are cheaper up there, Manchester in the UK. And... I went all the way up there and bought my bike. And I was riding back, rode my bike, took the train up there, rode the bike back after I bought it. And I got back about five hours later. And my friend phoned me and said, what, where are you? I was worried. He said, oh, yeah, I just got back. And he said, only just? Because he was a biker as well. I said, yeah, I was taking my time. And he said, Noel, that was really slow. On the motorway, I was on the motorway, man, yeah. I was doing about, um, what, 50 Less than that, about 50, 40, I was on the inside lane because I was a bit tentative. But then I wanted to go faster after I got used to the bike and faster and faster. I could have easily done 200 miles an hour on that bike, easy, if the bike was able to go that fast. It's that adrenaline. When you are used to something, it doesn't become a hit anymore. And then you want more and more and more. Right, so you have to ask yourself this 
big question here. If you are prepared to go into a men's club and wear skimpy clothes, then eventually you're going to take off a little bit more and then you're going to go in a room and it's going to, you know, before you know it, all your dignity is gone. I've mentioned this word exploitation and I love words. You know, I love talking. <laughs> if you love talking, you gotta love words, yeah? Exploitation, treating someone unfairly for self-gain. You may say this was a case at this event that the men were treating the girls unfairly, but I come back to the person who's been treated unfairly. Unlike the slaves of years gone by, these girls have a choice to get up and walk. There were women in there, other than the women that were allegedly being exploited. Three that I know of, and I'm sure there were more, right? Because there were organisers there. Some of the organisers were women. Why weren't these women touched, fondled, prodded, poked, made to feel like they're just commodity for the men to use? Why weren't those particular women threatened in that way? I know one of them is really beautiful. And she wasn't touched at all because she wasn't part of the ladies that were there for that. Here's a point. Here's a point I'm making because you might not see the point. The point is two wrongs don't make a right. And maybe the men or the charity shouldn't have put the women in that position. But the guys need to report both sides. That's what I'm saying. You've got to hit both sides of it. I'm going to start winding this down because I've got to get out of here. And I've got to say that you can only control yourself, you can't control others. So take responsibility for your own actions. If you are in put in a position, then you need to know that you can say no. Another thing is, if you're a parent, get your children to learn the martial arts. Like Holly Holmes and Ronda Rousey, Dave Ryan's girls, my daughters, and many other martial artists that have their children practicing the martial arts. We're all happy because we know that our daughters, those tough girls, those strong, powerful women, whatever course they take in life, because we don't know what they're going to do in life. We could only guide them, but ultimately it's their own decision. But whatever decision they make, they're going to be able to say no and mean no. Because in all honesty, Dave Ryan and myself, I'm sorry for the guys who get involved with these girls because it's almost like, our daughters are going to be exploiting them. Yeah, the roles are going to be reversed because I cannot see, I've got a 25-year-old daughter and she's strong-headed and there is no guy that can hold that thing down. I'm telling you now. So I can sleep easy at night knowing that. Yeah, we all have different problems, financial and some of us may have their children feeling a little down at times, boyfriends, whatever it may be. But that's another thing. But you know, ultimately, they're going to be physically good. And that's one worry that we don't have to burden ourselves with. So listen, I'm going to leave you with this. If you are a lady who performs at events like those men's events, because they're always going to be happening, right? They've closed this one down and they've stopped the charity and they've given back the money and all that. But there's always going to be other events. You know that Freemasons have been doing this thing for years and they're not going to stop. And there's always going to be girls that want to be in these events and do what they do and they like the money it's good money and they i've heard this from girls it's easy money remember my job revolves around women right you all think i just meet millionaire superstars and teach those guys i don't i meet women of all walks of life and i meet women who do that as well i know women on the game and all that stuff they, they do for a living they say it's easy money for them but i would say this 
The girls I know can take care of themselves. They can train, they take care of themselves. And I'm saying for you all out there, take care of yourself. You gotta take care, I just got an email come through. I just uh, broke up because I had to read that. You gotta take care of yourself, right? Learn the martial arts. There's plenty of martial arts schools out there. I do a martial arts class specifically for women. Friday night, Chesington, Hook Library. Come down there, seven to eight. We have a great bunch of girls down there. I'm in the southeast of England, sorry. Chesington, that's where it is. Where the Chesington World of Adventures is. A famous Chesington World of Adventures. Yeah, you got Dave Ryan doing his thing over there. Look, check out one of us. And there's a whole load of martial artists all over the place. I hope I haven't offended you or hurt you too much with what I've, my views and that. But I love women in the proper sense of the word. I want them to stay safe, strong, and look after everything. Yeah, I love you all. Take care of yourself. I'll see you soon. Bye.